It is a victory post-game edition of Spits and Suds right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Gavin Spittle, joined by EP Ringside, Shep Shots, D-Magazines, Sean Shapiro. Feeling good tonight, my man? So, uh, you know what, Gavin? It's great. I've got the, uh, I cracked, uh, I ran downstairs, grabbed a nice cold beverage for this podcast, Ooh. and uh, I'll be... Uh, We'll be all shipped and everything on this before midnight tonight. And back-to-back games like that, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, nice frosty. That's uh, I, I, I like to hear that. Okay, so as far as Friday night start time, we will determine that after tomorrow's games? I believe we're waiting on that right okay. now. Um, I would guess looking at, if I look at the schedule right now, right, like... Friday, we have, we know that Colorado Seattle game will be the 10 p.m. game. I think it's Boston and Florida that might determine it. Yeah, um, because I believe it's a, I think that's a night with, I don't know the ESPN TNT breakdown for that night, and that's obviously an impact on that. Um, I think if there's no, Florida Boston game, we could get a much better time if there is a uh, there is a Florida Boston game. We could be looking at a late one just with the the reality of the unfortunately the Bruins don't win and there is and there is that game. We could be looking at another super late one just because of the reality of the the back to back doubleheader and maybe Dallas following Carolina, uh, New York again. So yeah. root for the you you want you want the Bruins to uh, get the job done for uh, so you can get an early Friday so you can, we can get an earlier Friday night. You can enjoy the game and then you can uh, get some good sleep to uh, celebrate uh, closing out a series. Right? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So first off, let's give credit to the barn loud and rocking early. Um, Awesome. Stars fans, you guys have been absolutely awesome in this series. Um, Everyone standing, everyone cheering. So just a great playoff atmosphere. And the game changed early with a Marcus Foligno knee on knee hit with Radic Foxa. Um, it was determined after review first, they did call it a five minute major and that five minute major held up along with a game misconduct and one of the wild's best players, as far as in this series, a guy that's creating a lot of activity, havoc on the ice and scoring some goals. And Marcus Foligno was ejected for the rest of the game based on the misconduct. So I guess that's where we start because to me, that set the tone of the game. And uh, wanted to uh, get your thoughts. Yeah. Um, it was a penalty, right? Um, it was definitely, it was definitely a penalty. It was, I think you can't not call that, that, that right. penalty, but I, I, I felt that it was, I felt that this was a harsh call. I felt that um, the fact that this was a five minute major and a game misconduct to me this was a two minute minor um the play it's an awkward play um if you look at i've watched this play over and over and over again um felino is going to line up the hit it's going to be a big heavy clean check to the body but 
Foxa pivots at the last second, and that's what leads to the knee-on-knee contact. Felino's right. knee never changes. Like Felino's knee never changes direction. Never. Never. He never. He never puts it out. Like there have been we we if there we've seen people who put out knees and and but this was nothing like that. And it was uh, in a vacuum, which is how you're supposed to call a game. This should have been a two-minute minor. Now. With but we know human life and playoff NHL playoff series are not within a vacuum. The coaches have been going back and forth, jockeying for hey, one team dives, the other team is penalized. I would say that if I coached a team that was well penalized, often penalized too. And Marcus Felino's comments after game four, whether they impacted this review or not, loom very large in my brain on this because you earn a reputation, right? You earn a reputation as someone who takes a lot of penalties. You earn his reputation as someone who complains about it. And you've put yourself in the spot where you've lost the benefit of the doubt with the officials. And I would argue like, even if, even if say Ryan Reeves was the guy that delivered this hit, I don't think Ryan Reeves gets ejected. I think Ryan Reeves just gets the minor because Ryan Reeves hasn't run his mouth about this. Yeah. Ryan Reeves hasn't Ryan Reeves didn't take a run at Mason Marchment at the end of game five. I think this this penalty, um, which is not the way they should have called it, but I think that the reality is it Marcus Felino made his own bet and had to lay in it on this one. And that's right. that's something where that's as if you've been in the NHL for as long as you you've as 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 he's been, I I wonder. I do wonder if there was a conversation between uh, Felino and Dean Evison after game, after his comments about game four, because you saw Dean Evison, obviously had talked about the stars diving before games, but Evison has been good about um, at least trying to uh, keep things tamer ish mm-hmm. after games. And Felino went too far. Felino, I mean, Felino went too far for, and, referees are a brotherhood who have each other's backs. It's the same reason that it's the same reason why um, the rules analyst position on NHL broadcasts is, is, is very poor in my mind because they come from that brotherhood where so often the rules analysts just defend the, find a way to defend the call. It was just like, even, even on the uh, Turner intermission, I thought they did a really good job breaking it down and uh, had the nice visuals and everything like that. But they also had the rules analyst on there. And at the end of the day, he said, oh, well, it's the call they should have made. And honestly, I don't think since ESPN and Turner have added rules analysts, because NBC never had them. So since rules analysts have become part of the NHL broadcast within the past 18 months, I don't think I've ever heard the referees say, oh, they should have gone the other way. They basically have become... uh, referee defenders because and that just gives you an idea of the uh, fraternity of referees and so Felino went out of his way and pissed off the fraternity and he was gonna he, he made his own bet on this so yeah now I think from a did it change the game 100% changed the game obviously changed the game uh, the wild had to play the rest of the game with only 11 forwards but if you look at if you want to look at kind of like a cosmic karma way for things to it's not like the power play goal that ensued was scored like in like the four and a half minute mark of the penalty it was scored eight seconds in yeah so it's one of those where even if like if you want to play the the transitive property it should have been a penalty it should have been a two-minute minor for neen 
the stars are still scoring eight seconds later. So like, right. it's one of those where it's definitely changed the game. It changed, it changed a bunch, but it's also, uh, uh, I feel, I don't feel, I don't feel bad for Marcus Felino because of the comments from the last game. I don't feel bad for some of the other things it does. It is just also very weird. Like the NHL is so weird now, right now where that play gets a guy tossed, but Matt Dumba never gets even actually a penalty for the hit yeah. on Joe Pavelski back in game one. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's kind of Looney Tunes land all over the place. I mean, it's like just to, I know we're talking stars wild, but I love Kale McCarr generational player, but yes. if his name is not Kale McCarr, he's got to be suspended. Through. I mean, he, he, like I was texting with a team executive from uh, a different Western conference team executive after that. And he was saying like, Michael Bunting got three games for something way, way less yes. uh, egregious than Kale McCarr did. McCarr should be gone for at least three games, but his name's Kale McCarr. And it's the fact of the matter is like, I know when you want to complain about officiating or talk about it, you're supposed to come with a solution and an answer and everything like that. Um, and so I don't have the solution and the answer, but I do think... I think we need, I, I I really think as a sport and as a position goes, we need to start, like, we need to get some better definitions on what things are because there's, there's like, it's just like the playoff, like the sliding scale from game to game. Like after we, after, after we finish this pot, I'll probably turn on the, the Oilers LA game and you'll turn that on and you'll be like, Oh, well, what's a hook in this game wasn't a hook in the early game between Carolina and in the Islanders. Like the fact that that's something that I have accepted as reality is, is very frustrating when is a very frustrating reality. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will bring up and I don't think anything will come of this, but Marcus Felino was suspended for two games last year for kneeing uh, jets forward, Adam Lowry. He also um, need Jacob Forcheck. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I don't think a suspension is warranted and or coming um, based on what happened tonight. Foxa came back on the ice uh, fairly quick. Uh, yeah. But but at the same, you know, at the same time, I did want to point out those facts um, uh, from the past. Uh, I agree with you, Sean. I think, you know, I hate because the series have been so good. Seattle, Colorado. Islanders, Carolina, there's been drama in almost every series thus far. The new TV contract, so it's getting more exposure uh, and eyes based on TNT, TBS, and ESPN with a lot more viewers than, let's say, a CNBC where you had to go find your game. So you I, never, or, or, or remember when there was, uh, we were at a time in the NBC world when Games would be there will be NHL playoff games on the Golf Channel, and I and oh, I, yeah. I, I say this as someone I say this as someone who enjoys golf. Yeah, but, how, but just how hilarious is that that you had to find the Golf Channel to get NHL playoff games <laughs> at, at one point? So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I thought that was, uh, you know, I mean, I hate for the referees to take center stage, and but I do agree with you. I think this has to be looked at, and they have to figure out, you know, how how can uh, we get better. I did want to bring up, and I want to highlight the stars tonight because this is all about the stars. Clearly, yep. they outplayed the the yep. Wild. Clearly, you know, once again, the power play shines. But I did want to say the following. 
you know, watching in the final moments of that game, there were moments, in my opinion, where the Wild could have, if they wanted to, take a run at a Stars player, make it, you know, messy, so to speak, set the tone for game six. But they didn't. I I think, and I'm just going to say this out loud, and this is coming from a guy who's had season tickets to the Stars for 19 years. I have a lot of pride, you know, and I love that Dallas is embracing the Stars right now. But I think some people are mixing up the word dirty with physicality. And this is the wild style, and you might not like it because your local team doesn't play that way, but this is a style very similar to clogging the neutral zone, very similar to, you know, a a defensive squad or, you know, in the wild's case of physicality or in the star's case, speed and, you know, power play effectiveness, high scoring. So I think it's a, it's a different style, but I I just personally, um, I think, do I think the Dumba hit was dirty? Absolutely. But I just don't think overall that, you know, if you look what Kachuk did the other night, that's also dirty. McCarr did the other night, that's dirty. So that was just my two cents, Sean. Yeah, no, and it's um it's how Minnesota plays. They're yeah. they're trying to drag guys into they're trying it's how and it's frankly how minnesota would will have to win if for minnesota to win this series this is what they would have to do they would have to drag a faster dallas team into that game and that's just the reality of it and i i obviously i don't like the dumba hit we talked about that but overall what the wild have done I mean, I, I I don't have an issue with with the way they play the game. It's just a reality of that's that's a style they play. I don't think it's a style. I think it's a style where at its best. I don't think I don't think a team can win the Stanley Cup the way the Wild play. I don't think I don't think it's like even if like obviously the Wild could still win the next two games and, and win this series. That's always possible. But I don't think a team in the in the 2020s can win a stanley cup the way the wild play i think they could win a series or two but that that's about it yeah uh and so it's something where those teams are going to exist that's bill Guerin. to give him credit for how he's built thus far he built from a spot where he had a bunch of hamstrung things where he had to really rebuild after some mismanagement before he took over so this is they're kind of it's 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 a weird way to say it but the Minnesota, we always think about the rebuild, right? And it's always the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Ottawa Senators. The Minnesota Wild are kind of going through the active rebuild where they have a lot of good pieces, but at the same time are constructed as a team that isn't going to win the Stanley Cup unless they really change their ways. But at this point, instead of blowing everything up to try to to hope for a generational talent in the first round pick it's let's rebuild through winning and keep building let's the let's have the the Matt Boldies the Sam Steels of the world kind of take their steps this year and allow us to kind of and hopefully they develop with Kaprizov from the Minnesota perspective into a core that actually will be a team where you're like, oh, that team could win a Stanley Cup. Like the Dallas Stars, you look at that roster, you're like, that team can win a Stanley Cup. The Minnesota Wild, I look at that roster, I don't say that team can win. I don't think that team can win a Stanley Cup on that roster. Yeah. 